This is the Balancing Act by Security Compass, your guide to going fast while staying safe in today's digital world. Today we are joined by Altez Villani from Security Compass and Glenn Notman, Associate Partner at City Hub. In this podcast, we will talk about the gap that exists between the security and business teams. To communicate the value of security, it's important for security teams to make their findings and recommendations relevant to the business. This involves empathizing with the real needs of a business stakeholder. Hi, everybody, and welcome to our podcast. Our guest today is Glenn Notman. Welcome, Glenn. Hi, Altaz. So what are we talking about today? Well, today we're going to be talking about security and how security ties into business performance. So I think before we we get going on this, we oftentimes talk about this gap that exists between security and business value or security tying into business performance. Can you talk a little bit from your perspective on, first of all, the security angle? What are security teams in your sphere generally focused on? Okay, so security teams generally are risk-focused. And so it's risk and compliance, but it's really about protecting the organization. So they're subject matter experts. They're focused on what's happening out there. SANS and NIST and all these different frameworks are giving them advice and guidance on what to watch for. And they come across, start to get almost a little bit paranoid about all the things that could potentially harm a business. And they couch everything in, we're going to do risk avoidance. And, And one of the problems is when you do your job really well in security, you're invisible because there aren't any issues. You've got the event management set up, you're logged into the different things, monitoring's going on, compliance is happening. And it's so now what, and then when you do go to the table, so now what do you want? Mm-hmm. And I think that's, let's turn the tables now and let's focus from the business side. What's important to the business today? It's funny because in the continual service improvement book in ITIL, they talked about the drivers at different levels of an organization. What's important to a business today is not different than what it's been forever. Businesses exist to make money. Organizations exist to add value. And their drivers are reputation, capability, enablement, speed to market share. At the end of the day, profitability if you're in business and service excellence if you're in government. Mm -hmm. So you talked about reputation, profitability, enablement. And earlier you were talking about how the security teams are focused on controls and trying to figure out the best way to close the gaps, the security gaps that we've got in our service or software application portfolio. Now there's a gap between the two. We're trying to enable the business, but it seems like we're speaking two different languages. Can you talk a little bit about what that gap looks like and how we might go about closing that gap? Yeah, it's language. One of the things I've always liked about ITIL was it gave everybody a common language to discuss things and and describe things. One of the challenges in security is, is, is like any profession, it's got a set of jargon and a way of communicating within its own silos, if you will. The problem is the business doesn't speak that language. And as a delivery agent, you have to couch all of your answers and all of your, you have to quantify what you're doing in terms of something that they recognize. I use FAIR a lot for this, a factor analysis of information risk. And it's factoring in what's important to the business, what's likely to happen, what's the potential impact of this happening, and then explaining back to your business partners, look, 
this is the risk. Here, years ago, when I worked in manufacturing, they said, the CFO said to me, why do we need to invest all this money to protect the environment? All we'll do is is make last week's orders again because they'll sell. And I looked at him and said, how are you going to know who paid? And as soon as I said, how are you going to know who paid? The CFO said to me, ah, that's why we have to do this. So I took, the risk was about protecting the environment, making all these happen. But when I said, when I got right down to his house and I said, how are you going to know who's paid? How are you going to know how to collect your bills? Now I had his attention. Now, if I said, I need a million dollars to put this system in because we need to know who, who needs to pay us so we make money, I have his undivided attention. Mm-hmm. So you've been able to cross the bridge now and speak the language of the business. So you talked about this idea of developing a common language. And it's quite true. Many times when we come and approach this from a security perspective, we talk about controls, we talk about threat modeling, we talk about data flow diagrams, these kinds of concepts, but we need to be able to translate that into something that is meaningful to the business. Can you talk a little bit about how you go about doing this? It sounds to me like it's a cross-functional initiative, nothing big, just let's sit down and have a conversation and figure out what we're saying and what the other team is saying and how do we bridge the gap between the two? But can you describe operationally, how do you go about bridging this gap? Okay, it's all about workflow. So the process approach is about, you have input, you have activity, you have outputs. Great, get that. But then it's about tangible things to do and tangible outcomes. And you've got to script those almost, build your own glossary of terms. As a security professional, it's your job to know what needs to be done from a compliance protection point of view, risk point of view. But the business wants to know, what do I need to spend money on? How's that gonna protect me? The IT people and and your partners, one of the organization wanna know, what do I need to do? What do I need to create? What do I need to watch for as a trigger? So it's listen with empathy, figure out the language of your peers and your output partners, and then couch your requirements in terms that they'll recognize. Almost, I don't want to use the term dumb down because sometimes you have to speak up, but it, but it's making sure your message is being received. So getting people to play it back and getting their participation, asking them if I have a requirement X, I need to put in simple stuff. Why do we need a password with all this variation to make it more difficult for the bad guys to get in? And that protects the information, which means our reputation is safe. Mm-hmm. Not passwords are driving me crazy. Yeah, because we're trying to keep our reputation safe. And then one of the things, I never let a risk, a threat go on unmined uh, for opportunity. When one of the hotel chains had a hack and all of their key clients had their information out there, you go to the bank and say, you know, look, this happens. They, they got hold of this information. Look what it did to the stock value. Again, now you've got their complete attention because, oh, that could affect our dividends. That could affect our market rating. That could affect X, Y, and Z or X, Y, and Z. And, and now you, it comes down to language and context. Yeah, that's interesting. And I think focusing on what's important to the business and backing from there into the correct metrics that we need to gather to make it meaningful and relevant to the business, I think is something that certainly you know, we, don't, we can use to, to help cross this gap that exists. There's also this idea now, uh, we probably have time for one more question, this idea around uh, making this continuous because the business models are shifting, we're moving rapidly. 
And this information needs to be collected and provided to the business in a way that makes sense to them, but it needs to be timely as well. Can you speak just a few brief seconds about uh, making this information timely and, and near real time or real time so they can make informed decisions as well? Is that part of what you're advocating here? Yeah, it's marketing 101. We had a, a perfect example, a thousand passive hits against a firewall every second. So that means in a 24-hour period, we had whatever the number is, I haven't done the math, but you know, 24,000 hits, hits a minute or, or an hour, whatever the number is. And, and then saying to them, look, that means we've protected you this number of times. That means that this system is, is doing what's supposed to be with the event management taking all the things that we're doing well and identifying to the business partners because of this, we're safe from that. And the way to make it continual, that's where as a professional, you got to be plugged into what's going on in the industry and then know your supply chains and your delivery chains and use the NIST three levels, which I love because you're the coach. The front line is, is the quarterback and the business is the top of the house and you're that bridge in between. And it's your job to make sure that what you need and what needs to be done is done at the front level and communicated to the upper level. Wonderful. That's great. Glenn, thank you very much once again for your time today. No worries, Altas. It was fun. Can't get enough of the balancing act? Make sure to check out our website at www.securitycompass.com and be sure to subscribe for more episodes. Music.